0: What's up, homies? Welcome back to the Out the Box Podcast. I'm John Wallace alongside my co host James Luffy, and we have an absolutely packed show for you guys. LSU through the first five games of the season. Over the weekend, LSU took on the Indiana Hoosiers and took the series from them 2-1. On Tuesday night, LSU played Southern and got their first midweek game win of the year. And as we all know, last night, LSU traveled up to Nickel State and got their first midweek
1: loss of the year. Yeah, so overall, it was, it was a decent week for LSU, but uh, uh, definitely lots of improvement on as we saw last night. So, Luffy, I know we got a lot
0: to talk about about LSU baseball and whatnot, but I got to ask you before we get going: What was the first week of being a professional podcaster like?
1: It was great. Uh, a lot of questions from the fans, and uh, that that was good. And it, it was good to know that people are listening.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I, it, it was really great to see, the, like you said, the amount of people that that listened and gave us the kind words. We had never really done a podcast before, and it was it was very much a learning experience. But we hope to keep getting better at it. And the the biggest compliment you can give us is to share and and subscribe and and listen. All right, uh, I guess naturally we're gonna go ahead and start with game one. The Tigers took the first game of the series against Indiana with a
1: score of eight to one. Yeah, it got off to a fun start. Doty hit a home run in his first at bat as a Tiger, and Garza went deep again in the third. And Cole Henry looked good. He threw four innings, which Paul talked about. Um, before before the series, he uh, wasn't going to let the pitchers go too deep in the game. Uh, try to keep those arms healthy. Henry gave up three hits. He had eight strikeouts and no earned run. So good start for him.
0: Yeah, and me and you sat next to each other in in right field at the box on on Friday night, and it was it was quite chilly out there in the in the diamond deck. I think I think everyone was just happy to be back in Alec box. He had Cocho throw out the
1: first pitch. That was absolutely electric, even though he bounced it. Yeah, Coach O getting the team fired up got me fired up as well. And just, just fun seeing O for the first time in a month.
0: So you mentioned Kay Doty hit his home run in his, his first set bat as a Tiger. What as a – like how hard is that to do as a freshman in your first game in the Purple and Gold with all the emotions
1: going on in opening night? Well, I'm sure the adrenaline was pumping for him, so – just just getting up there and trying to be relaxed it was tough, I'm sure. But I think after hitting that, he was probably uh, pretty relaxed for the rest of the game. Yeah, and I mean I feel like the bats
0: were alive. Daniel Cabrera, he was two for four. He had an opposite field hit. And and also our boy Zach Mathis, he he
1: was also two for
0: four, had a good game in his first
1: first time dressing out for the Tigers. The second game was a beautiful day on Saturday. We ended up winning seven to four and Peloso had the best game of the plate, recorded three hits, and Marso he he looked all right. Not Grady threw four and a third. He gave up three earned six hits and struck out two. His location was a little off, but we'll we'll, we'll see him just get more comfortable and get better as, as he goes along. So yeah, I mean, like you said,
0: Marceau pitched four and a third. We got to see from Devin Fontenot, he pitched two innings. And we got to see Nick Stores. He was he came in for an inning. First thing I noticed about that guy actually wasn't able to to make it to Alec box on Saturday, but
1: I did tune in for a little while. Nick stores
0: is massive,
1: yeah he's a big guy. It's great to see him back from injury he he threw an inning in, in the second game and and looked pretty good yeah and Luffy who uh, who got the win in that game? the dirty thirty Trent v came through he only pitched that, I think an inning in third or two, but looked looked good picked up the win so the dirty thirty starting off the season hot. How about that the dirty thirty.
0: Alright, so in game two of the doubleheader, due to the severe weather on Sunday, uh, the Tigers dropped that one and got their first loss of the
1: season with a score of 7-2. Yeah, no one really got going at the plate that game, and I guess seeing Labus out there for the first time in a year healthy was, was the bright spot. He threw four and a third, gave up three earned runs, struck out four, but just a boring game on, on our on our side. So LSU picks
0: up the series win against Indiana this weekend. You know, I, I think we can both agree that the Tigers look pretty good in on the mound and at the plate.
1: Obviously, there were some issues and some things that we need to change. Yeah, um, we struggled a little bit in the field, made some errors, but a young team. So that's going to happen, and, and they're going to have to get better at you. That's one thing that uh, Palminari hates. So, Luffy, if you had to
0: decide right now – so if you had, so if you had to pick one – who would you say was the the bright spot for the weekend for the Tigers?
1: Yeah, I don't know if anybody had had a crazy good weekend, but I, I thought Zach Mathis, who had a hit in every game, was kind of what we expected. Solid in the field, and, and is going to get a lot of hits for us this year. Yeah, I'd say for me, Cade Doty. You know, like we
0: mentioned earlier, two run bomb on his first at bat as an LSU Tiger. He was solid in the field. Uh, I'm really excited to see where his game goes from here. All right, let's get to what we really came here to talk about, the midweek games. So Tuesday night, Southern University, the Jaguars came to the box. LSU was able to take care of business. What was the final score? It was 8-3. to 8-3. to three. So when the lineup card came out on Tuesday, uh, LSU baseball fans were a little cut off guard. This is the first episode of Minari's Tinker Show.
1: Yeah, so Hampton went uh, in center, uh, making his first start, and Duga went to second. Doughty moved to third, and Mathis slid over to shortstop, uh, leaving Hal Hughes out of the lineup. Wow. Yeah, so so Hal's been a huge topic of discussion for LSU baseball fans, and he obviously has had his struggles at the plate, but we did miss his, his glove uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I think the thing with how is is we've been waiting for him to find something at the plate, and he just hasn't. It's it's to compare it to a different sport. I, I think Jordan Spieth struggling right now in in the golf world. He's had those he's had those ups and those great moments and those wins, but with how we haven't seen him have those hits, so it's it's hard to leave him out there.
0: Yeah, and I think Maneri kind of has had a history of sacrificing a, a player at the plate or their abilities at the plate uh, for their glove in the field. You know, we kind of saw it with, with Austin Nola when he was at LSU. He, his hitting just wasn't there for a while, but Maneri just couldn't find it in him to take him out of the lineup because of his presence in the field. And and also more recently, I mean, I know we, we remember when Alex Bregman went through, went through his sophomore slump. I, I think there's no argument that you had to leave him in the field because you knew how talented
1: he was. Yeah, it was a little bit different with 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 Hal than no
0: no wait now clearly Hal Hughes is and and probably you know I won't say never but probably will never be an Alex Bregman
1: or Nola but I I think that it's just for him I don't know whether he's going through something mentally or or it's it's all physical but was highly recruited out of high school uh, high hopes for him to play play at LSU so you feel for the kid for sure
0: yeah I mean. I, I, haven't, I haven't given up on him yet. I know a lot of LSU fans have. I, you know My prediction for this year, and you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a stick by it because you, you got to root for the kid. I predicted that he was going to bat above 225 this year. Now, if you ask me where I got that, that was the first number that came to mind because it's the area code of Baton Rouge. But I think he can do it if if he gets it out of his head and and he gets he gets right.
1: And I, and honestly, John, I agree with you. I think that Hal finds his way back to this lineup somehow. Somehow, I <laughs> put up with the errors.
0: So we had Brandon Camonier come in to start the game. Uh, he pitched two innings, had two hits, and gave up two runs. We got to see our boy Mikael Hilliard for the first time pitching this season. He was unable to play this week, past weekend against. Indiana because of, guess what? Arm soreness. Luffy, please, please explain to me how, for the first series of the year, you have a pitcher that has arm soreness and isn't ready to go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make much sense, but uh, it happens. It's baseball. It was good to see against Southern, though. The bats get going. Garza was three for four. Mathis and Beloso each had a pair of hits. Mo Hampton picked up his first hit as a tiger and uh, Gavin Dugas took one deep.
0: You can't tuck her up and kiss that baby goodbye. That was Lynn Rollins on the call for that game with Ben McDonald. Gavin Dugas actually murdered that ball. Uh,
1: 443
0: feet. Shout out LSU baseball data. Hey. And I believe he actually hit, hit the picture of his
1: face on the scoreboard in the box. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and another talented freshman, Hayden Travinsky, hit his first bomb against Southern as well. But the the real issue here um, that LSU fans have been complaining about is last night. How much do these midweek games matter? I mean, what do you think, John? So I'm going to give my hot take
0: on this one. It's, it's fiery hot. It's screaming. They do and they don't. So they do matter in the sense that during the week the team – gets to focus on some of the things that they might have been struggling with in the weekend series. Paul gets to play with and adjust the lineup and see who he can trust and kind of kind of mess with the lineup and do things that he wouldn't do on the weekend to, to see what he needs to see to get this team back to winning. Now, if we drop a midweek game to Nichols the first week of the season and we end up hoisting the trophy in Omaha in June, then – no, they absolutely do not matter that we lost that specific game in this sense. So, so it, it really is kind of kind of both to say that they don't matter at all. Maybe if they wouldn't have worked on their things in the midweek, then they wouldn't have fixed them for the weekend series, and then on into SEC play, and then you know eventually back to Omaha. So, yeah. So yes, they do
1: matter. Yeah, these midweek games they matter in the sense that there could be long-term problems that that lie. In the game, such as is fielding, but the inconsistent hitting—I I think that that improves with young players as we go along, and the fielding as well. Talking about the game last night, what would you say are some of the things that LSU needs to work
0: on after watching this this midweek game that matters?
1: I mean, I think there were some things that were discouraging uh, about last night—the errors and just and just missed assignments. Uh, I mean, that one time, no one covered the bag on second, but. The, the pitching wasn't terrible. We weren't really efficient on the mound. We we just couldn't get a hit. I think we had a couple hits in the first inning and then didn't have a hit again into the seventh. So, a boring game to watch um, if you're an LSU game, fan. And and it's not the end of the world. But I, I think that, that that some of the problems that showed last night are real problems, are, are long-term problems. And... Um, yeah, the fielding's gonna have to get better, and we're just gonna have to hit the ball more consistently. Which I don't, I don't think is a long term problem. Uh, I want to talk about Eric Walker for a little bit. He got the start
0: last night. I think it was rumored that he was going to start Tuesday, but Paul wanted him to start on Wednesday because that was an away game, and he was going to give the the home crowd to Caminero on Tuesday. I, I think a major topic of conversation with Eric is everybody knows how good of a pitcher he can be from his from his freshman year campaign on the team that went to Omaha and ultimately lost to Florida. Yeah, the,
1: th- the thing with Eric is, is last night he threw a ton of pitches, not even going a full th- three innings, but he's got to locate, walk three guys, and just it felt like there was a full count for every batter. And one thing that you don't see a lot, Coach Maneri was visibly upset when they flashed him in the dugout. I mean, he, he looked red and frustrated. Yeah, I mean – I think when they show Coach Coach
0: Maneri in the dugout, it, it's weird because it seems like he has this this switch whenever he talks to the media. Whenever he does interviews and, and whatnot, he seems very calm, very relaxed and all that. But when they flash him in the dugout, he looks like he's about to get down in a three-point stance and, and charge at the umpire or, the, or one of his players or
1: whatever. Yeah, when he's talking to the media, he's real nice and friendly. And, and the guys, we came out there and, and we were focused and... But, I mean, when he's talking to the team, it's completely different.
0: You know, I actually know Coach Coach Maneri, huh? No, I didn't. Yeah, he uh, he lives in my neighborhood, and I, I see him walking his golden retriever all the time. And, you know, you always got to give him the honk and, and wave at him, and he just honks and waves right back. And, yeah, I mean, maybe we can get him on the show one
1: day. Hopefully so, hopefully so.
0: All righty, so now we're going to get to a point in the show where we want to introduce a new segment uh, this is kind of our our mailbag on Twitter that we're, we're gonna answer some of the questions that our our loyal followers have for us. Let's see. Rory Luke. Uh, also, before we get to the question, shout out to Rory Luke for our awesome new logo for out the box. I don't know if we talked about it last time, Luffy, but uh, didn't weren't you in charge of making the logo for, for the first episode?
1: Yeah, it wasn't really a logo, just some words, but uh, we'll work on it. We're going to try to try to put some other stuff out there soon. What program did you use? I have no clue. Some app.
0: You didn't use paint? No.
1: Oh. All right. But anyway,
0: yeah, thanks to, thanks to Rory Luke so much. He asked, which newcomer
1: were you all most impressed with this weekend, talking about the Indiana series? Uh, I think Mathis. Mathis was consistent and uh, consistent in the field as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm just really excited to see him going forward. And, I mean, what, what about you, John? I'm on the K-Doty train. I, I just, you know, I, he hit that
0: two-run home run on uh, his first at bat, like we said earlier. Uh, I think he's going to be great in the field. He's going to be a great LSU ball player. And, you know, Maneri moved around the lineup for, for the midweek games. So I, I think he's going to be a solid force in the field if he
1: keeps his bat up. Yeah, and Rory had another good question. He asked how long until Jaden Hill forces himself into the starting rotation, and, and that's one reason we haven't talked about Hill so far as we were waiting on this uh, question. So my my thoughts on Hill is they, they said he's still feeling a little bit of soreness in that elbow, and they're still limiting his pitches. I, I think as soon as he is healthy enough to be in the starting lineup, he, he will.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, he was throwing straight cheese on, on what, what day did he pitch?
1: Yeah, I think he hit 98 a couple of times.
0: But, you know, whenever, whenever you think about somebody who throws that hard, the most recent one for everybody is obviously Zach Hess. And, and we kind of saw how Zach Hess was the closer his freshman year. And, and then Coach Maneri, because he had no other choice, threw him into the starting role, and, and he did struggle. So if if Jaden Hill is going to be uh you know in the weekend rotation or even a midweek starter, coach Maneri needs to make sure that he has the stamina and and the control to to be a dominant force and to go deep into games.
1: I think Hill when healthy is probably the best pitcher on this team. Um so It's a hot take? No, I mean I not really. I, yeah, but
0: <laughs> All right, next question. Our boy Rivers asked us when is the next game, and how many bombs can we expect? So this weekend we have a series against Eastern Kentucky. They're coming off a serious sweep of Presbyterian, so it ought to be a pretty good matchup this weekend against the LSU Tigers.
1: Overall bombs of the series, will go seven. Seven bombs? Seven bombs. Who's going to hit them? Uh, Garza hits one. Doty hits one. Mathis hits one. Now Luffy, I'm not a
0: betting man, but if I was, I'd be willing to bet that Daniel Cabrera is going to have it one home run, probably two.
1: Yeah, that's a thing that I think sucks about college baseball is no sports books have that on their on their book. So, like why? Do you think it's cuz it's just there's too much to keep up with or I think it's partially that there's so many teams, but there's so many teams in college basketball as well, but I think it's hard to cap. So, uh Vegas doesn't really play around with it. So, so we got a question with
0: the, Mr. Carl the Cat, uh a longtime Baton Rouge radio caller. Uh he asked give your thoughts about our pitchers that had to come back from injuries, uh specifically Stores, LeBah, and Hill. So, we already talked about Hill. What'd you think of of on Sunday? Labah, Labus. I
1: think Labatu too. Labus. I thought they all looked healthy, um, w- which is great news, and I think they'll they'll get better and um excited to see them pitch more and more.
0: Yeah, and I think it also is refreshing to, you know, last year it seemed like the injury bug plays plagued the LSU pitching staff. And, you know, we had all these guys that were highly recruited and we were excited to see them pitch and we thought we were gonna be deep in the bullpen. And, you know, unfortunately, injuries kept him off the field. I think the most exciting, you know, how we just talked about was Jaden Hill. I mean, his – what you say last week? His velo. 98. His velo.
1: 98,
0: baby. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, I, I think there's there's a lot of potential and a lot to look forward to with Jaden Hill. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. We got Mr. Ebone Capone. Love the inaugural episode. Wondering if y'all could comment on Coach O's first pitch and pregame speech and what that means for our baseball season. Also, what are the very best ballpark snacks at Alex Box?
1: Listen, first off, I don't want to hear any Coach O's slander. It was cold out. His jersey was a little too tight for him. And uh, he's been working out. It's the offseason. Oh, uh, so the the bounce pitch, we're, we're going to let that go. Uh, oh, as far yeah, as yeah. far as the best <laughs> ballpark snacks, do don't, don't, I don't want to hear the Coach O's slander. <laughs> As far as the best ballpark snacks, hot nuts, hands down.
0: Really, no, I do agree with you on that. But I, but I want to go back. I I don't know if Ebone was coming coming from the uh, the the stance that Coach O's pitch was bad. I think he was just. I think he just maybe thought it was cool that the guy that just led the LSU football team to the greatest season in college football history. Got to throw out the first pitch of the LSU baseball season. I'm
1: not. I'm not saying Ebone was, but I have heard some some comments that I I, I do not appreciate.
0: I mean, he bounced it. What, what are you gonna do?
1: His jersey was too tight. That's it. I didn't bottom, even think about that. That's exactly
0: what it was. Bottom
1: line: too tight. I have to get him a new jersey. <laughs> um. Yeah. And and the pregame
0: speech. He he. For those that didn't see, he got in the middle of LSU's huddle before they took the field and gave him a little pump up speech pushed him around a little bit and said kick ass on three! One, two, three! kick ass and I wanted to run through a brick wall and he did it oh gosh
1: another one John the voice the voice crack plague this one this next question is from black belt salad master <laughs> says hey guys I have a question for you how do you think the sale of alcohol has affected the atmosphere in the box I, I thought Friday night was great there was the student section was packed you could barely sit down um, it was cold though, which which I and I think that's part of the reason people didn't stay, and we got a big lead early. But oh, I, think I think
0: I I think the 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 alcohol and, and you know it's mainly it's obviously beer, but it, it was cold Friday night, and my beer didn't even it didn't even get hot. It was great.
1: A little I, a little bit different from Tiger Stadium. The lines also weren't bad at all, which I was happy with.
0: The only complaint I have about LSU's alcohol sales is which. I already got my horizontal ID, so they were able to sell it then, but was that you can only buy two at a time. And, you know, when you drink them, maybe not so as fast as me, but definitely as fast as Luffy, like, you don't want to be going down there every time. So you send one person to get all the beers for the whole section, and you take turns. So that was a little bit disappointing, but I I think we'll figure out a workaround soon.
1: All right, last question. Um, from Colin Harry, he, he wants to know who, who we think My will, boy Colin. will be the team's closer. Um, I think the team's closer will end up being one of these guys that has started at some point or, or maybe starts a midweek game. Maybe maybe it's Hill. Maybe Hill stays there and doesn't come into the starting lineup. Maybe it's it's Hilliard. Maybe it's the Dirty 30. How
0: about that? No, yeah. Honestly, just, just looking at the pitching staff as a whole – from what I've seen so far and what, what I've seen in the past, I, I think Hill could really come in and shut some games down with him throwing <sighs> at that play. kind of velocity. <laughs> All right, homies. Well, as we approach the end of the show, we are going to try to do a segment each week called James and John's Thoughts. This will literally be a smorgasbord of – Content and things that we just feel like talking about. Um,
1: so we hope you enjoy it. A couple of things for me staying college baseball related is Ole Miss beat the number two team in the country, Louisville, this year. I thought that was an impressive, important win for them. And the Bandy Whistler, he still sucks. Um, I got word that he goes to midweek games too. So thoughts and prayers to all the Vanderbilt fans. Where did where did he get ejected from last year? Was that at the SEC tournament? Maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. I think he was he was whistling so much and and aggravating people that they literally told him that he had to leave because he was whistling so much. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to miss him. Alrighty, so uh, some that LSU tweeted out the other day. Uh, they will be offering a private section called a Loge Lodge Loge. I don't I don't really understand what it means and I haven't looked it up. It's spelled LOGE. And it's essentially a private section that you can pay probably a lot of money to LSU for and have your own little private spot under the grandstand to watch the game. So we're going to look in and try to record the podcast at an LSU baseball game. It's probably
1: not going to happen, but it sounds like it would be a really cool idea. Thanks for listening, guys. One last thing for me, a little personal plug. I'm riding on Toth Sunday in New Orleans, float 9A. I think it starts around 11 a.m. I'll be on the top level of the float. So uh, if you see me yell at me, I'll throw you something.
0: Uh, and I'll also be down at Mardi Gras, but I don't have the privilege of riding on a float. So uh, if you see me, come up, get an autograph, and say hello. Thank you guys for listening. Y'all keep it real, and we'll see y'all next time.
1: Wait, one last thing we forgot to talk about is the new Extra base Hit celebration. Last year it was the Will Ferrell, arms up and down in the air. This year it is the Shakira ass shake. Do you like it or not? It's electric. I love it. I like it, too. Uh, I think it'll be a fun season. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of. up in here tonight, no fighting.
0: We got the refugees No fighting. No fightin'. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. Hey. she make a man want to speak Spanish. She'd call her Me. Me. Me.
1: Because Shakira. Because Shakira. Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk... About- Perfection, attention. Don't you see, baby? This is perfection. Hey, girl, I can see you're.